0: The Jets are off to a solid start this season, and a lot of it is due to the performance of recent draft picks playing well. Why are these players so important? We'll discuss today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. This podcast is free and it's available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening. You'll never miss an episode. If you happen to be watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Of course, the Jets are off to a three-and-two start this season. I think, by any account, it's been a successful first month. Plus, if you asked any Jets fan before the start of the season whether they would sign up for three-and-two at this point. I think almost everybody would have said yes. And that's especially true when you consider the fact the Jets have had to start Joe Flacco in three games. 3-2 with Flacco starting three games and Zach Wilson only starting two. That's a really good beginning to this season. Now, of course, you have to sustain it. You're always one losing streak away in the NFL from your season kind of going off the rails. Unfortunately for the Jets in recent years, that losing streak has happened at the very beginning of the season. Not so much this year, though. And there's an opportunity here to be playing meaningful games late in the season for the first time since 2015. Now, I think any objective observer would say, luck has played a bit of a role in this. Not to take away anything from what the Jets did week two in Cleveland, but part of the story there was the Browns really messed up the last two minutes of that game. Now, the Jets also did a lot of good things the last two minutes of the game, but whenever a comeback happens like that, there's two parts. There's what the winning team does right and what the losing team does wrong. And then last week, Miami had to play its third string quarterback. And listen, you're not going to give back any of these wins. We've seen through the years, I mean, how many issues the Jets have had. Not like any of their opponents ever gave back those wins. But I think it's fair to say that, you know, part of success is, you know, your team doing something right. Part of it's just luck. And the Jets have been fortunate this year in a way they have not been fortunate in years past. However, I think a bigger driving force has been the performance of a number of young players on this team. And we're going to talk about them on today's episode. And we're going to talk about why they're why they're so significant. And I've spoken for years about the importance of hitting on draft picks. And it feels like a lot of players that the Jets have recently added through the draft are performing at a very high level. And they've been driving forces behind a number of these wins. And I think people get something wrong about the draft. I get these emails every year about how, you know, somebody will tell me you need to hit on over half of your draft picks. Over half of your draft picks need to be contributing as rookies. That's not true. you can look through the league Unless it's like the best draft any team has had in a decade, you're almost never going to have guy over half of your picks contribute as rookies. You'll almost never have over half of your picks contribute during the course of their careers. The draft is a low percentage event. If you look at the first round, I mean, about half of the guys drafted in the first round don't pan out. If, once you get to the fourth round, I mean, the fourth round, middle of the fourth round is about the last point where you can reasonably expect to find players you maybe have like a one-in-five shot at finding a role player. So why is the draft so important? Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, the genuine difference makers in the NFL, for the most part, there are some exceptions, but they don't hit free agency. So your only mechanism, unless you're going to make trades, to find difference makers is going to be through the draft. There's also the cost factor. Because players are have an artificially low salary their first four years because they're on the rookie contract. So if you get a guy who's a great player, and he's going to be pretty cheap his first couple of years because the rookie contracts are just artificially low. So there's that factor to it. But I think about the draft almost as kind of like, not exactly like the lottery, but that's the context I think of it in. Because so many people will say, well, you have to have a batting average over 500, Well, not really. It's more akin, it's not exactly like the lottery because your odds are better and the outcome is not as great. But the reason I think about it like the lottery is that if you enter the lottery, it's a low percentage event that you're going to hit it big. But if you do hit it big, it has an outsized impact. And typically what happens is winning helps you a lot more than losing hurts you. And that's the way the draft is. Most of your draft picks are not going to pan out. It's just when they, when they do hit on, when you do hit on one, that helps you a lot more than all of your misses hurt you. And that's been one of the problems. That the Jets have not had many hits. And when you have an absence of hits, you can't really move forward. And that's one of the reasons, you know, when we get to the draft, I talk about how the numbers, always say, numbers typically suggest you should try and trade down to stockpile more picks rather than trade up and give up picks. Because every pick you give up is an opportunity to find a difference maker that you're giving away. Every pick you add trading down is an opportunity to add an extra difference maker. And really, it's a number, you know, it's not, it's not about how many, what percentage of hits you get, it's how many good players you get. Of course, there are instances where it makes sense to trade up. And I think increasingly we're seeing one of those times was when the Jets moved up last year for Elijah Tucker, who's really playing phenomenal football on a number of levels. First of all, his play's solid. I think his play has improved from last year, but the Jets are moving him to a new position practically every week. He's played three positions in the last three weeks. And by the way, none of these three positions was the position he played last year. So you essentially have a guy who has held up at four different spots on the, five, on the offensive line. The only spot he hasn't held up so far, the only spot he hasn't played so far, is center. And as much as you'd love for him to you know, complete the career grand slam, he's probably not going to play center. Where's his long-term home? I think it's not entirely clear at this point. When the Jets drafted him, I assumed he'd be a guard full-time. Maybe he could kick out to tackle in a pinch, and maybe that's still the outcome for him. But we're to the point where he's played two solid games of tackle in different tackle positions, and he did not get much time to prepare at either spot. I think it's one time if you get a full training camp, a full preseason worth of reps, and get comfortable at a position. Elijah Tucker has not had that. He's not been given that opportunity. Injuries have forced the Jets to move him there without much preparation time. Maybe a couple practices to prepare. And he's held up. I'm of the mindset that, but first of all, the offensive line alignment last week was probably the best the Jets had all season. And I would not want to mess things up there because we know that the offensive line essentially works as a unit. You have to trust the guys next to you that they're going to do things correctly. And at this point, as long as that unit plays well, you know, even when George Fant comes back, I'd be hesitant to move Vera Tucker back to the guard position if he's still playing well. Now, if he struggles, that's a different story. But beyond that, it's tougher to find a tackle in this league than it is to find a guard. If you look at where the Jets are right now at the tackle position, this offseason, I don't see how you can trust Mekhi Becton. You bring him back, I mean, I don't think you'll ever get equal value in a trade for him at this point, but he's not the type of guy you can really trust to hold up over a 17-game season. I think he has to be brought back essentially as a backup. And maybe if you suffer an injury and you need like a medium-term solution, somebody to get you through a few games, you hope Becton can provide that. I mean, that's about all you can know from Becton. And then George Fant, who's going to be a free agent, and it's looking increasingly like it's just not going to continue this relationship between him and the Jets. There seems like Fant is kind of upset with the Jets because, you know, they've been moving him back and forth. He's been vocal. He hasn't wanted a new contract. His play to this point this year has not been great. There's a lot of questions at the tackle position going forward, and it's tough to find tackles. Now, you do have Dwayne Brown, but I, I don't know how long Dwayne Brown's going to last. He's clearly playing hurt. He said he's playing hurt. So I don't know if you can count on Dwayne Brown next year. So that leaves you with two tackle spots of their question marks. And if Vera Tucker can lock down one of those spots, it makes life a lot easier on you. And Vera Tucker's performance so far has made life a lot easier on the Jets' offense. Now, you know, the run game's been up and down so far. The pass protection, though, especially with Zach Wilson back in the lineup, that tackle play was really concerning to me entering those games. And Zach Wilson has succeeded so far when his pocket's been kept clean. And we know every, so much revolves around Zach Wilson's performance for this team. And the fact that Eric Tucker's been able to perform well at the tackle position, at a spot the Jets were not expecting him to play, I think has made all the difference. And if there was ever a scenario where he could hold up long-term at that tackle position, it would be a huge boost to the Jets. So, Vera Tucker, a guy who's playing very well, but he's not the only one. There are some skilled players on this offense, a couple of rookie guys who have really stepped up their game. And as we continue here on this t- Tuesday episode of Locked On Jets, we'll talk about the role they've had in changing this offense. Fall is just chaos in your pants. You're overheating one second and freezing the next. To be ready for anything, you need underwear that can handle everything. It's time for Tommy John underwear. In Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Name a problem with other underwear, and Tommy John has solved it. Tommy John's breathable, lightweight fabric has four times the stretch of competing brands. They come up with a no-wedgie guarantee, thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up. Plus, they have a horizontal, quick-draw fly. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love it. It's Tommy John underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Go to TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn right now for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 20% off at Tommy Do- tommyjohn.com slash locked on. tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Thank you again for making Locked On Jets your first watch or first listen every day. The show's free and it's available on all platforms. Jets are off to a 3-2 and two start this season. Today we're talking about some of the key players who are stepping up. And it's mostly been young players because, well, the Jets free agent class has not been so great. However, they've made up for it with their last two draft classes. And this year, the Jets drafted a pair of offensive skill players early. They were Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Who's going to be the go-to guy over the long run in this offense? It's not really clear. And it's also possible, it's almost something you hope for if you're a Jets fan, that both of these guys emerge. That would be a huge help. But going back to what I said in the first segment about building your team, I think there are misconceptions about the draft. And... One of them is that the percentage is more important than the number of players you hit on. Because it's not about hitting on a high percentage. It's about bringing in a number of key players. I think we underestimate just how many players a team needs to be successful in this league. Every offseason we talk about filling holes, getting a decent player at a certain position that's a weakness. That's less important than finding guys who are difference makers. Because you look at the great teams across the league much of their success is driven by just a handful of players who are really high-end players. And that's what you hope the Jets have in Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. In fact, just think about this Jets offense. Think about where it was last year. Now, I know there have been some additions made at other spots, but if we want, we want to talk about why this offense looks improved, I mean, really, you could argue it's been two guys as the driving force, Wilson and Hall. Now, we saw Wilson have an outstanding week two last uh, a couple weeks back against the Cleveland Browns, where he went for over 100 yards. His numbers have been up and down, but if you watch him, he looks impressive. He's getting open, really quick, you know, effortless uh, running routes, You know, e- easily able to shake defenders. A guy who's tough to bring down in space just because of his change of direction ability. And we saw Hall get off to a slow start this season. He had a fumble week one against Baltimore, but it's felt like he's gotten better every single week since then. And Pittsburgh, you kind of saw him emerge as... The Jets lead back. He was the guy that gave the ball with the game on the line against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth quarter. And then last week was his breakout performance. 197 yards from scrimmage. I mean, over half the yards the Jets had from scrimmage last week were from Brees Hall. And these are two players who I view as a quarterback's best friend. Because when you're developing a young quarterback in this league in Zach Wilson, it's tough. It's really, you know, you cannot put a young quarterback in the position the way the Jets have put Sam Darnold, Geno Smith, Mark Sanchez all those years back, where essentially everything falls on them. Now, in fairness, these quarterbacks may not have been successful here anyway. I know Geno's playing well in Seattle, but there's there's a credible argument that these guys would not have been successful here during that point of their career anyway. However, the Jets pretty much guarantee that none of these quarterbacks would be successful based on the way they fail to stock their rosters with adequate talent, as these quarterbacks were entering the league, it just was never going to work out. Because if your offense is based on a, a quarterback scanning the entire field, hitting a tight window pass, and otherwise it can't work, you need Aaron Rodgers. You need somebody who's just exceptional at the quarterback position. And I don't care who you're dealing with. Second, first, second-year quarterbacks, third-year quarterbacks, nobody's going to be able to do that. Maybe if you have an established quarterback year seven, year eight, then you can do that. You need guys to make their jobs easier. So that can come in the form of a wide receiver. Maybe a Garrett Wilson, where instead of needing to scan the whole field, a young quarterback can look to him and see that he's wide open. It can also come in the form of a running back like Brees Hall, where you don't really have to do anything. Just hand him the ball. Flip it out to him on a check down. Flip it out to him on a screen. He'll do all the work. And the offense can move without the quarterback needing to do a whole lot. These are the types of things that can help a young quarterback build his confidence. Because you don't want a young quarterback going out failing every week, needing to do it all, failing to do it all, and then being frustrated, feeling like you know, it's impossible, feeling like he just can't figure it out. These guys are a young quarterback's best friend, and it's possible the Jets have two of them. You want one of them. If both of these guys turn out to be as good as advertised, it's going to make Zach Wilson's odds of becoming a successful quarterback in this league much higher because he's going to have success. He's not going to be frustrated. They're not going to put too much on his plate. It's, life's just going to be easier. And we've seen it the last couple of weeks, and you hope that you continue to see it, because lots riding on Zach Wilson, and the best way to bring Zach Wilson forward is to make life as easy as possible for him, and the best way to make life as easy as possible for him is just to give him playmakers so that he doesn't have to overthink things, so that he doesn't need to do too much. Now head here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we're going to talk about one more difference maker. This one's on the defensive side of the ball. A corner the Jets drafted in the top five this year. What's Sauce Gardner bringing to the table? We'll continue to chat about this as we continue this Tuesday podcast. Despite their victory, and despite Green Bay's loss, would you believe the Jets are still pretty big underdogs this weekend as they head to Lambeau Field? Well, if you want to make some money and you believe in the Jets, betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find, not just Jets Packers. You can also talk about the rest of the NFL. You can talk about the baseball playoffs, MMA, boxing, golf, the NHL starting up. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about young players who have stepped up for the Jets this season. We've talked extensively about players on the offensive side of the ball. I'd like to flip it now to the defensive side of the ball and talk about what the Jets have gotten out of Sauce Gardner this season, and especially this past week against Miami, because Sauce made a couple of game-changing plays. Early in that game, he had a corner blitz where he hit Teddy Bridgewater, forced to safety, accidentally knocked Bridgewater out of the game. Now, you don't bring your corners into blitz, so I mean, I don't know that that really is indicative of Sauce's career moving forward. But he did have a very big interception in the first half of that game. It was a type of interception that kind of swung momentum momentarily. And through the course of the season, now, you know, that game, Sauce did have a penalty, did have a couple of open field tackles that he missed on. But through the course of the season early on, and again, a couple of unzoned busts on, on red zone plays where, you know, maybe he was in the wrong spot. But overall, he's done a good job erasing the other team's outside receivers. And you could say the same thing about DJ Reed. This free agent class has not been impressive for the Jets, but DJ Reed's another guy who's come in. And it's kind of similar to what I said about the draft. I mean, if you look at the free agent class this year, what DJ Reed has provided has probably helped the Jets more than the misses have hurt them. I mean, it's really about finding just a handful of core players who perform at a high level for your team. If you miss on a couple, it's okay, as long as you find guys who are high-end players. And this gives the Jets such an advantage. And I think we haven't really scratched the surface on where it's going to give the Jets an advantage through the season. And part of that's been because of the matchups they've faced so far this season, where they've not really faced a ton of high-end quarterbacks. And even when they did face Lamar Jackson against Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore's got kind of a unique offense. It makes life easier when you can shut down the outsides. Now, the Jets have some issues inside. You know, their linebackers and safeties are going to get picked on in coverage. But it's easier to scheme around that when you can trust the guys on the outside. And beyond that, I think especially once we get later into the season, Jets are going to be blitz heavy on third downs. And the only way you can be blitz heavy is you got to trust that your guys can cover one-on-one because when you're blitzing for the most part, I mean, there are some zones where you, you do run zone coverage when you blitz, but for the most part, you're going to play man-to-man. And that's because when you're sending extra guys at the pass at the passer, you're forcing zone players to cover more ground. And Depending on how many guys you're leaving back there, there may not just not be enough guys to cover all the space. So you have to play man to man more frequently when you play man coverage. And I think on passing down the Jets are gonna want to get after the quarterback and they're gonna use Sauce and they're gonna use DJ Reed to cover one on one. And it's a big advantage because you know, even if you're weak at the third spot, the fourth spot, the fifth spot in coverage, if you're taking away the other team's number one and number two options as DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner are able to, you're forcing the the, the opponent to do something they're not comfortable doing. And that frequently leads to mistakes, that frequently leads to miscommunications, it leads to issues for the offense. Again, I think these guys have been outstanding so far, but I think we've still, we still have not really scratched the surface yet on what they're capable of doing for this team. And yeah, part of it's the being, part of it's the linebackers being exposed, but the linebackers would be exposed worse if it wasn't for quality outside corners. Because now, again, you can at least scheme a little bit around the issues, and you know, last year, the corner spot was not the biggest weakness on the team, but there's a big difference between not being a weakness and a position being a strength. And last year on those key third downs, Bryce Hall gave up as many as any in coverage when the Jets blitzed, when he was left one-on-one. And I don't mean to bash Bryce Hall. I think Bryce Hall's a fine player. I think Bryce Hall has a spot in this league. But again, Bryce Hall was okay. The corners the Jets have this year are good. And I think they've made an impact, but I think you'll see their impact continue to grow as the season progresses. Anyway, that's all for our episode today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. If you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening. You'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, please please give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Tuesday, everybody, and send in your mailbag questions. Tomorrow, we will have our weekly mailbag.